Well, welcome back once again. And if you're tuning in again, it must be Saturday Sabbath at 2.30 p.m. And once again, this is the Bishop Dr. Charles E. Jones Jr., the pastor, senior pastor, and overseer of New Life with New Hope, the House of Healing and Restoration. And we are located at 306 West Monroe Street, Carbondale, Illinois. And we are in the First Christian Church building. And our service started at 2 p.m. So you're all welcome to come on in and enjoy and have a good time with us. And we will love and appreciate to have you out there. And the message of today will be return to sender. S-E-N-D-E-R. Return to sender. And we, when we were babies, Yah, God, our Heavenly Father, created a body for us. In Jeremia or Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Also, if you look in the book of Psalms, 139, verse 13, you will read, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. But foremost, he placed us with something very valuable inside this earthly temple. Anyone know what that is? A soul. And also his spirit. Something more precious than a birthright. Because this is reserved for the afterlife in the afterworld. To withstand all eternity with the father and the son. So. Since it came from the Most High, sitting on the on high, we have to protect it, to return it back to the Most High one day. In the same condition that he gave it to us in, without any blemish. And also the message, return to sender, all also put a little precious cargo on board. <laughs> Return to sender, precious cargo on board. Just like when you return mail, the mail carrier is responsible for seeing that that item or package is safe and protected while it's in his or her care. Same way with us. We have to care, care for this, cherish, and value it with all we have. Sometimes it may start off easy, then it may get worse. For instance, using uh, the natural term, the mail carrier, in bad weather, 
heavy rains, blizzards, fog, sleet, and hail. And for us, trials, cares of this world, you're being judged, sentenced, and executed wrongfully, like Paul was, and also said, I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bound. He also names his sufferings in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 5. I do not think I am in the least inferior to those to those super apostles may indeed be untrained. I may indeed be untrained as a speaker, but I do have knowledge. We have made this perfectly clear to you in every way. Verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Verse 23. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder being in prison more frequently, being flogged more severely, and being exposed to death again and again. 24. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I went a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, and in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Verse 28, besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches out of all this going on, out of all this that I'm facing, I'm still worrying about the saints, my brothers and my sisters. I'm worrying about what's going to happen to them. Verse 29, who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin? And I do not inwardly burn. Verse 30. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father 
of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. In Damascus, the the governor under King Eretus had the city of the Damascus guarded in order to arrest me. Mm. But I was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. Returned to sender. Precious cargo on board. How many of us, like Paul, has suffered greatly? Has anyone been church hurt? Has anyone been humiliated? Has anyone been mistreated for no reason? Sometimes because, like our Messiah, we outgrew our hometown. Like him, he outgrew his hometown. Sometimes we have outgrew our family and friends and was spiritually promoted, which they don't understand that. They don't understand it. Even like Joseph, with the dreams that his brothers, then also his parents as well, will bore sown to him and his brothers hated him even enough to want him dead. So when the most high our heavenly father has in his hand, when he has his hand on you, on your life, on your calling, on your ministry, well, it's to help others teach others, especially the people who had been hurt, the people that had been abused. Some had been abused from family hurt, church hurt, relationships of hurt, marital hurt, men, being hurt of men, being hurt of women, being hurt from a child, Coming up, your team, your peers have mistreated you. Or your own child, your own children hurt you. You've been hurt on the job. Yes, job hurt. Your purpose may be to prophesy. Somebody has a calling to teach. Someone has a calling to preach. Someone has a singing ministry or a dance ministry or even food drive ministry. Somebody even has a calling to serve meals to the needy. Am I speaking to somebody? Somebody may have a prison ministry, a hospital ministry a nursing home ministry or just learn everything all over because nearly everything that we were taught from the Bible 
has been changed and altered. That's the reason why we have to study to show thyself approved. Because a lot of stuff we're not, we don't, we haven't even heard about. A lot of things I haven't heard about in uh, my whole life. But, but when you ask God, our creator, for wisdom and knowledge and understanding fully because for me, I've read the scriptures before. I've read it and a lot of it seemed to contradict itself. And a lot of it seems like it doesn't make sense because a lot of it was pulled out. And you can't, you can't really complete a puzzle without all the right pieces there. So, we have to protect our only soul to see our Heavenly Father in peace. We have to protect the spirit that he's given us. One day, I have to return to Cinder to get my crown and other claims I've inherited. Not by what I did, but because it was promised to us. Oh, yes. Like Paul. Remember when Paul and went through, I named a lot of stuff a while ago. He went through so much. But then he said, I am now ready to preach to Rome. Where he knew when he got there. And preach to them. Of much hatred they had for the father and his son. He knew they would kill him. But he was ready to return to sender because precious cargo was on board. He was willing to return back to what the father loaned him, what the father had gave him for a little while. He said, I'm ready. I'm ready to preach at Rome. Somebody say, precious cargo on board. Return to sender. Oh, yes. He knew what was going on. Oh, yes. Father and the son. And the devil don't like it. But Paul was tired, fed up, and ready to return to sender. Preach. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. With great patience and careful instructions. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. But instead, to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Anybody know what I mean? They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Oh, yes. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. 
and discharge all the duties of your ministry. Return to sender. Paul had made up his mind that he was ready, being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for his departure was near. And as he began to look back over his life, he didn't get discouraged. He didn't start to feel like crying or or giving up. But as he began to look back over his life and start to reminisce, no doubt he thought about how he thought he was doing right by persecuting the saints. And he thought he was doing good, torturing them and seeing them tormented and suffer. And when he couldn't do anything because he was so young and they laid all the clothing at the foot at his foot as they stoned a lot of the 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 saints and the ones that called on the most high and he was there and, and when they were stoning Stephen and Stephen was so full of the spirit and he knew where his help come from and he was not backing down Stephen was ready also to return to cinder the precious cargo that was on board. Stephen began to cry out. He began to look up and cry and pray and and plead for the people, plead for their behavior, plead for how bad they was treating them, for the wrong that they was doing. He looked up and began, Father, have mercy on them. They don't know what they're doing. Please have mercy on them. And while they studied stoning him, I mean, they weren't throwing no little pebbles, no little rocks. They was picking up stones. And you know, when a mass, a big old crowd is throwing a lot of stones at you, you can't stop them all. It's hurting you. You you leaving, then you're trying to protect yourself. You're leaving other parts of your body unprotected that's getting damaged, getting hurt. I mean, they came up with some serious, painful, torturous devices and tactics. But Stephen looked up toward heaven. And he saw the heavens roll back. And he saw the Son of Man, who's usually sitting on the right hand of the Father. But he saw him stand up. And he was about to do something. But Stephen cried out, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they stoned him to death. And Saul, Shaul, later named Paul, was right there. But then when he was on his way to Damascus, down that Damascus road, the same one who he thought he was serving. He wasn't serving. And our most high, our heavenly father, ain't that something? We have a, we are his children. People take that so lightly. We are his children. 
But Paul on his way on that Damascus road, a light from heaven shone on him so bright. He didn't he know how to get your attention. He know how to make sure you know that it's me getting your attention. He got Saul's attention. He shined a light from heaven that knocked him off the beast. And he couldn't see nothing, but he heard. <laughs> he heard in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Don't you know it's hard to kick against the pricks? And for those that don't understand what he meant by why are you persecuting me? Because he was persecuting our heavenly father's children. He thought he was doing justice, but he wasn't. And so that's the reason why it meant some for him to reminisce back over his life. Because he thought he was doing justice. He thought he was okay. He thought that the people been telling him, you all right. You are the most, you are a child of the most high, but you're not doing what you're supposed to. And so he had to have, have him to go blind and be led until he had a certain man come and pray for him. And when he prayed for him, it was like scales fell from Saul's, Shaul's eyes. And he began to see. And he began to inquire on what it really means and what it would really take to be saved, to be a child, to clean yourself up from all filthiness of the flesh, to want to walk the way the most the almighty, the holy one wants you to walk. And that's why Paul was overlooking and reminiscing back. And he realized, I'm ready. I'm ready to return to cinder. He said, and the time of my departure is near. He said, I have fought the good fight. I wasn't playing like I was something that I wasn't. I wasn't acting like I was something that I wasn't. I really gave. I really taught. I really gave my all just like I did when I thought I was right. But when I found out I wasn't right and got right, oh, I gave my all. How many are giving the most high their all? Somebody might be sugarcoating things, playing around, but you're taking a gamble with your life and with your soul because heaven and earth will pass away, but we got to stay. But we got to stand before the judgment seat. We got to hear him say either well done my good and faithful servant, or depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, and I knew you not. But Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. 
I have finished my course. I have kept the faith, but now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the most high, the righteous judge, he will award me. He is going to give it to me on that special day. And not only to me, but also to all of you who have longed for his appearing. Somebody has been going through and struggling and struggling and going through and going through and have no idea of when they're going to get out of it. But hold on. Protect the package, the mail, the gift, what he's given you, protect it with all you have. Be encouraged. Be strong. Continue to fight the faith. Sometimes the enemy will come out of nowhere. He want to attack your mind. He want to get you off guard. He want to make you feel bad, make you feel low, make you feel discouraged till you don't even want to do anything. You don't want to go any further. You don't even want to read your Bible. You don't want to pray. You don't want to fast because you feel like you're being defeated. But you're not defeated. You are more than an overcomer. We are heirs and we are joint heirs. We are precious. We are a royal priesthood. We are his uh, anointing. We are ambassadors for him. We are working in his stead. He's not down here. But we're working to work out our own soul salvation with fear and with trembling. Just like in the days of Noah. We're not laughing and playing and giggling and having fun. But we're taking care of business like we should. Because we know time is winding up. If you listen on the radio stations and almost everybody is talking about the book of Revelation and the end is almost up for some reason. That is something. So as I conclude this message, I want everyone to be encouraged. Oh, Heavenly Father, look on everyone right now under the sound of my voice. Give them strength, give them peace, give them harmony, what they need to endure, to overcome. And we once again say thank you, amen, and hallelujah. And once again, new life with new hope. The House of Healing and Restoration, this is Bishop Charles E. Jones Jr. signing off. But we also, once again, stay tuned next Saturday at 2.30 p.m. And be encouraged. And you're also welcome to join us at 306 West Bonroe Street in Carbondale, Illinois at First Christian Church. We are located inside the building of that church. And we have our service at 2 p.m. So please come and fellowship.